Hello and thank you for listening to episode 37 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and once again I'm joined by Tina. Hello. Hello, it's me. 37 episodes. Holy shit. Yeah, slowly getting the numbers up. It's <laughs> quite a lot that, isn't it? Yeah, it is quite mm. a bit. Anyway, if you're one of the listeners that listened to episode 23 that was put on our website and iTunes and Stitcher, on the 31st of May, 2015, you just might remember the very first Married with Children episode where we gave loads of facts and figures and talked about the pilot episode. Do you remember that, Tina? No. <laughs> However, I am more than willing to sing the song again. No, I think just love once enough. Love marriage, love them. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you. I know all the words. I'm sure you do. I like Frank Sinatra. That's all right. Well, I'm glad you do. He's he's quite good myself, I think. Hmm. Anyway, if you didn't listen to that, I would advise that you dig up episode 23 uh, and listen to where we talked about the first pilot episode. We did give a lot of facts and figures and background to the whole series uh, and started talking about the characters. And like we said in that episode, uh, as new characters are introduced to the series, we'll talk about them as they come into to each new episode. Hmm. Um what we've also decided, uh, well, reading to that, I've been told, is that we're going to do two episodes. <laughs> did I tell you? You did. You did I tell thought me. it was a good. I think it's a good idea because if you do a podcast for every single episode, we won't finish till twenty sixty three. Yeah, I think it'll probably be about twenty fifty before we finish anyway, even at mm. two. But, but yeah, we're going to do um, per episode of sixty minutes with. We're going to cover two episodes at a time of Married with Children. So, of course, in this episode, we're going to cover uh, episode two and episode three. Yay! Yay! Uh, right then, let's start with episode two, which was first broadcast uh, on the 12th of April, 1987, and is called Thinergy. No new characters have been introduced since uh, the pilot episode. So we've still got Al and Peggy and Kelly and Bud and Steve and Marcy and Luke Ventura as well. <laughs> Luke Ventura. <laughs> the dog wasn't in it. Well, no, no, he's, he comes into it later on. What's what, the dog called? You don't, you don't know what the dog's called. Barney. No, it begins with the a biggest... B. Barney, the biggest dog in the world. <laughs> That's not even right, I don't think. His name's, no, Bud's the kid. Yes. B -b -b yeah, go on, you're getting close. B Blubber. Buck. Buck, second fuck. I should have remembered that. You should have done. Fuck. Yeah. Buck, fuck. Buck, the yeah. dog. Yeah. Sorry. I digress. Well, you do. But we will be talking about him in later episodes, that's for sure, as he comes into it. Uh, again, if you didn't listen to the first one, uh, you'll know about myself and Tina's history with the show. Uh, and that, Tina, you're not as familiar with it as I was, and you you didn't get the chance to watch them all like I did, did no. you? No. Purely for where you were living. Purely for where I was living, yeah. And when I lived in America, I never saw Married with Children either, so... Yeah. So it's like me revisiting them, because I haven't seen them for so long, uh, and a lot of these you're watching for the very first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, it is. It's good. <laughs> They're very funny. Oh, yeah. I think they're timeless, really, with the comedy in them. It doesn't, you know, even this is, well, almost 29 years old now from, from season oh, one. Yeah. yeah. And it's still as funny as ever. Yeah. And very sexist. Yeah, that's fine. That's always a thumbs up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Al Bundy is the Benny Hill. 
of America. Al Bundy is fantastic. He is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think maybe at this early uh, stage, we should remind any listeners that did listen to that first episode that the hashtags, uh, hashtag 60MW Team Al and hashtag 60MW Team Peg are still active. So if you listen to these, uh, whoever side you're on, if you're on the side of Team Al or Team Peg, send us a tweet, put those hashtags in, and it'd be interesting to follow. Oh, like anybody could be asked lifting their finger up to do that we had three believe it or not after episode one cow and they were all team al well done thank you team al and were they all people you know by any chance no they weren't no they were you know they they... wankers (laughs) they knew which side their bread was buttered so they went for team al really yeah well thanks a lot guys (laughs) Guys, <laughs> who said it was guys? It uh, of course you know, it was. You never know. Of course it was. I'm quite impressed that three people actually paid attention and moved their fingers to their phones and switched Twitter on and put a hashtag and spelt A L. I'm surprised that anybody listened to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. That's true. <laughs> Let's start right at the beginning. You know, come on. Okay. Anyway, episode two, titled Thinergy. Uh, it begins, Al's sitting on the couch for a change, watching television. Uh, again, as we go back to episode one, it's normally Peg that's sat on the couch watching the TV. Mm. Uh, and he's watching Patsy, portrait of a stewardess in training. Uh, a classic, if ever there was one, and one that I've got to look out for now, that could appear. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it sounded like, I mean, obviously it was... It sounded a bit porny, but it it reminded me of... Do you remember when Sky, this is in the UK, we have Sky TV, Mm -hmm. when it first started, um, you could pick up German channels on it and they had these incredible, like, soft-core, weird films about women in negligees and men doing really elaborate, fake, romantic, billowy sex with them. Do you remember those films? I have no recollection of those whatsoever. No, not at all. I never tuned into them. Oh, well, I think that's what Al was watching. (laughs) (laughs) A German film. There was a spate of them. I think it was uh, sort of late 80s, early 90s, as well as far as like movies were Mm. concerned, weren't they? There was all those sort of soft-core, erotica action yeah. sort of films that were going on. Yeah. 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 But he, he's quite interested in it. He, he does not have his hand down his pants, I should add, while he's watching this. No, he's eating popcorn or something, isn't he? Yeah, he's eating um, chips, as the American chips. calls them. Yeah, crisps. Crisps in the UK. Uh, Peggy joins him on the couch. Um, oh, yeah, I should mention that Patsy portrait of a stewardess in training is part of Gullible Girls Week on television. That he seems to be locked into. <laughs> Gullible girl. <laughs> it is something. I remember back in the day, if you saw that in like Radio Times or something, it's Gullible yeah. Girls Week. Yeah. Gullible Gulls. Girl Gulls. Was... Gullible Gulls. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Sparrows Week. Ooh. <laughs> Magnificent Eagles. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we digress once again, but mm. Steve and Marcy call around. Uh, Peg lets them in. Al is so locked into Patsy that he just doesn't, he's oblivious that they're even yeah, in Yeah, and I, I sort of got the impression as well that it was like 11 o'clock at night. 
I don't think it matters what time. I mean, Steve and Marcy have, have basically got an open door to call round to Alan yeah, but would you, I mean, if somebody knocked on your door while you're watching softcore porn at, say, ten past eleven, you'd go, who's that knocking on the door? You wouldn't get up and go, hi, come in. You'd go, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> don't you know it's ten past eleven? I'm yeah. watching porn. Yeah, you wouldn't sort of penguin walk with your trousers round your ankles to the door and answer the door, would you? You wouldn't do what that. You, why would your trousers be round your ankles, Dave? Because it was ten past eleven and it was late and I was taking them off to put my pyjamas on. Really? Yes. Okay. That's what, why? What were you thinking? I don't... I wasn't thinking anything. <sighs> I was just, you know... Okay. Yeah. 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 Flashing whoever was at the door. No, let's just make it clear. It would be pyjama time. Right, Okay. Okay. So, uh, as becomes the normal, as soon as Steve and uh, Marcy call around to Al and Peg, uh, Peg drags Marcy into the kitchen area. Steve joins Al on the couch. They always split up, in, don't they, into the mm. two into the two groups. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Al tells Steve that we're men. It's our God-given right to watch sports and smut. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Well, you do, don't you? Yeah, constantly. Yeah, constantly. Well, you, well mm, once a week you watch NFL, don't you, on all day on a Sunday. What about the smut, though? Yeah, that takes up the other six days. Does it? Oh, yeah. OK. Do you watch that when I'm in bed? Um, seeing as I go to bed first, usually, That's no. true. Do you, OK, then do you watch it when you're in bed? <laughs> on your phone? Oh, mobile phones. Oh, mobile watch, phones. You can watch all sorts of shit on mobile phones, can't you, Dave? Imagine if Al had that technology back then. <gasps> God, he'd be rubbed raw, wouldn't he? He'd be terrible. He wouldn't be sat on the couch, would he? You, oh, no, he'd be in bed early and... Yeah. Yeah, with a, some hand cream. <laughs> <laughs> Peg, leave me alone. <laughs> Don't come up yet. Don't come to bed yet. Pe <laughs> Peg. Mm. Uh, so Marcy in the kitchen area with Peg uh, mm. tells Peg all about a, a married couple that she knows that's been married for 47 years. Hang on, hang on. You jump in the gun a bit here. Okay, then. What have I missed? You've missed a really important thing. Okay, please tell. Well, what does she get out of the fridge? What does she get out of the fridge? She gets a cake. Now, anyone who, who likes cake knows that you must not keep cake in the fridge. It's bad. It dries the cake out. You have to keep it in a plastic container with a lid. Ah. That was a big gulp. It was. <laughs> I was having a drink while I, you were informing me on cake. Yeah, well, you know, Peg keeps her cake in the fridge. Was that common she, knowledge back in the 80s? I, I don't know. Looks oh. like nice cake that's got lots of icing on it and she has two pieces. Yeah. But did Peg make it then? Because I think already we've established that Peg, is, Peg isn't the greatest of cooks. I doubt if she made it. No, she bought it from somewhere. Maybe Marcy made it and brought it around sometime. Probably not. No, because she asks Marcy, have you, do you want coffee and cake? And Marcy goes, yeah. And she goes, oh, have you brought cake with you? And Marcy says no. And she goes, oh, well, I suppose you can have some of mine. I wouldn't <laughs> share my cake with anybody. Fuck <laughs> off. Do you want some cake? Go out and fucking buy your own then. Yeah, bitch. yeah. I'm yeah. eating mine. Come round here at quarter past eleven at night, knocking on my door. Yeah. So your husband can watch porn with yeah. my husband. <laughs> and then want to steal my cake. No and chance. then want to eat my cake. 
Yeah, stuck up cow. No chance. No chance. So yeah, she tells Marcy tells Peg about this married couple that she knows that have been married for forty seven years and fool around four times a week. What does that mean? Um, I don't know. Fool around. Get, yeah. Get silly. I don't know. Have fun. Tell jokes to each other. Do you think so? Yeah, maybe. I don't. I think it means something different in America, though, doesn't it? Like bases. Oh, first base. Oh, I don't know. Base. You see, I, unlike you, I've never lived in America, so I'm, I'm unfamiliar with. No, these, no, these I'm just terms. going from the from the Meatloaf album. What's the song on it where he goes? You know. What? Don't steal my cake. <laughs> Bat out of hell. <laughs> One of the songs on Bat Out of Hell is like this this radio at the end of the song and he's going and he gets to first base and it's like, you know, like he's touched a boobs and he gets to second base. What do you think second base is? Do you think it's like belly button licking? It better not be because, you know, don't go anywhere near my belly button. No, I, w- I wouldn't. Your no. belly button's like your bum hole. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. It smells funny. <laughs> what are you trying to say? That I have got a belly button and a bum hole that smell funny? Yeah. That's not that I've ever been by your bum hole, like, but <laughs> I've been a little bit near your belly button and it's weird. It's like a black hole. Stuff in there floating around in the orbit. And with that pleasant vision you've just given the listeners, <laughs> moving on. What do you think third base is then? Do you think it's like, you know, touching the, um, the punani? Well, you'd think it'd have to be, it'd have to be close. Well, boys go, it's like a a thing for boys get to first base. But it's not, you never hear girls doing bases. You know, a first base is like, I don't know, do you snog them? Second base would be like, you tweak the lad's nipples. Third base was you cup the balls. <laughs> I don't know. I, is there anybody American out there who can help me out? <laughs> <laughs> if you've just sort of slandered everybody for not even being bothered to Twitter a hashtag, and now you're asking them to respond to you about touching balls, I don't think the response rate's going to be quite high. Hmm. Hmm. So fooling around then is they've been married for years and they they still fool around four times a week means that they, they tell each other knock-knock jokes. Yes, four times or, a week. Or perhaps they do a little bit of light fingering. Yes. Let's Let's... Stay at that then. Let's keep it at that, that they do that. And it's all due to a book that Marcy has discovered called Thinergy. <laughs> not how to finger your wife. <laughs> no, definitely okay. not that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was quite rude, wasn't it? I do apologise, everybody. For... I think I think people that have heard you on podcast by now, Tina, <clears throat> know that you are quite rude. Yeah, dirty Tina. That's it. We are an explicit podcast. So, we are explicit. Yeah. yeah. I think if you weren't rude, people would be disappointed. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this book, Thinergy, it tells you what you should eat and drink. Uh, and by following this regime, you get more energy and can whatever you want to describe as fooling around more. Uh, Marcy then tells Peg that because her and Steve have been doing this thinergy, um, that they do it every 36 hours. Do what? what? Well, I think we've established that it's a knock-knock joke. You know, you've got to have time to make one It's shagging, isn't it? (laughs) It might be. That's dirty. Have you ever ever done it, like, every 36 hours? Uh, What, knock-knock jokes? No, had sexual intercourse with a lady. 
Because uh, you were you were married years and years ago, and you were young. Did you used to, like rush home from work and grab hold of your ex-wife and throw her down on the floor and <laughs> and ravish her, and then go, "Where's my dinner, woman?" And then eat something, and then throw her down and ravish her again, and you know, in all sorts of different positions and. Well, this Every is, 36 hours. This is going down a dark rabbit hole that I didn't expect. Ooh, is that what you used to call it? Let me into your dark rabbit hole. You naughty girl. Anyway, you haven't answered me. I do do I need to answer that? You did then, didn't you? No, I didn't. Didn't you? No. Lie. What do you mean, lie? Say did. Say no, did. I'm not Say even yeah. going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, all right, then. Okay. Is it because she smelt? Yeah, exactly the same as my belly button. So. Oh, that's gross! <laughs> oh my God, your ex-wife smelt of your belly button. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, once again, moving on, <laughs> listeners. At some point, you will learn something about episode two of Married with Children. Okay, I'll be quiet. Then. Trust, trust us. Um, cut two. So Mars explains all about this. Uh, cut two. Peg in. A silky nightwear in the bedroom, waiting for Al to come upstairs. Well, you um, should actually, before you describe a nighty, we we need to mention in every episode Peg's outfit of the day, and in this particular outfit, she's wearing pastels in lovely shades of pale blue and pink, with her delightful golf ball pink earrings and a rather fetching kerchief around her head with her back-combed beehive, which isn't enormous yet because they're early episodes. But she is very, considering when it was made, I don't know what the fuck she's got on. Yeah, it's sort of a weird combination, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But her negligee is rather lovely, I think. Genuinely a very nice, bright, scarlet woman, sort of. It is. It is. Yeah, she has this sort of uh, nightgown on with, what do you call it, that you put over the top of it? A frou-frou. It's not a frou-frou. That's what ladies in Wales call them. Is it a frou-frou? I'm just going to go and put my nighty on and my frou-frou over the top of it, see? (laughs) You like a bit of red, don't you, Dave? Yeah, I don't mind a bit of red. Do you remember that time you made me dress up in that red thing? Yeah, and, and, you know, I said, you're called Peg. No. (laughs) The, the red thing that made me look like Mother Christmas, that oh, thing. That I one. That. Yeah, that's when a... I, and I had to sing, jingle bell, jingle bell. And you were like, that's a, That's a whole different podcast. Is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, he says, moving it swiftly on again. <laughs> <laughs> I can see listeners there. They're like, that thumb hovered over the skip forward. <laughs> when are they going to talk about marriage with children? <laughs> but we are talking about well, yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's good. I mean, this is what we said in episode one. Again, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to episode twenty. I mean, married with children is the sort of pro- program that you relate to your yeah. own life, exactly. Don't you? And we've said, you know, we've we've both been married and have children, and you know, yes. we, we can we can relate to a lot of stuff. And that we goes hate on. each other. So. Yeah, we hate each other. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. we have Stephen Marcy next door. So Stephen Marcy. Yeah. yeah, and they call around at you know late at night when they could fuck what? off if our neighbours called. <laughs> Round a quarter past eleven. Can you imagine our neighbours coming? I uh <laughs> we'd be like, Yeah, do you want what why have you got a baseball in your hand? We'd have to shoot them, wouldn't we? 
No. See, if we lived in America, it would be legal. We could say, they trespassed on our land. I'd like we to think just... it'd be more like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And yes. if they called round, yeah, it would be like trebucheting dead cows onto them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. And farting in their general direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That would be good. Hmm. So where were we? Yes, we were at. We were in the bedroom, uh, and Peg was there in her silk nightwear, uh, awaiting for Al. And she's getting the bed prepared, and she pulls back the sheets and finds a pair of his uh, smelly socks that are in the bed, mm. which she disposes of at arm's length. She's um, got the negligee on because she thinks he's going to make sweet love to her. Yeah, actually. yeah. yeah. Uh, he and, and then she lies there waiting for him. He arrives, reading the paper, paper in hand, hands mm. uh, down pants. Yeah, doesn't doesn't even notice a line on the bed. Walks straight into the ensuite bathroom. Uh, Just like you. That's exactly what you do. Presumably with to have a poo because he's you know he's got the yeah. paper. He wants well, to... that's what you. Yeah, do men always do nighttime poos? Well, well, I don't know. It's you know I, I'm a morning and night person. If people need to know that information, <sighs> God, it's quite healthy, I think, to have regular yeah. bowel movements. So, yeah. Be healthier if you left the window open. Like the smell. There's no smell. It's a smell. No. It stinks. It's poo. What do you expect it to do? Mm. 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 So that scene ends. Obviously, nothing's happening in the bedroom before for Peg. So it cuts back. Um, it's Kelly and Bud are sat on the couch um, and they greet Dad. Uh, Kelly and Bud have, have been sat on the couch re- reading Thinergy by now. Mm. Um they greet Dad from work, who is starving hungry. He's ready for some proper food. Uh, and we see Peg in the kitchen area preparing a salad. It's just all the leaves. Mm. Uh, she serves it. Uh, Alf, Al immediately thinks he's done something wrong because it's salad. And he goes, oh, yeah, let's skip the salad. Let's go straight to the main meal. Uh, <laughs> whereby Peg explains, no, this is the main meal. And, it, you know, says about thinergy and it's all energy and so on. And Bud bit... and Kelly know that there's going to be row, don't they? Oh, they ready for it. You can see it. that Bud's just waiting for yeah. it, isn't he? They've seen this before. You know, yeah. they, they know when you know shit's going to happen. Uh, so you know, Peg goes, "Yeah, it's going to give us energy, and this is why we're going to eat it." So Al takes the tiniest of leaves and nibbles it, and then goes, "Oh yeah, you're right. This this, this is really giving me a burst of energy." So then he stands up, grabs his plate, and bins <laughs> bins it. <laughs> So he, he uh, and he gets more energy as well because he grabs the kids' plates and bins that as both mm. of theirs as well. Yeah. So he storms off. You know, he he goes uh, to the couch. He says he's going to watch the news and he wants some food. He wants some form of dead animal on his plate by the time <laughs> the news has finished. Mm. Which which is fair enough. Fair enough, I suppose. Uh, so it's at this point that Peg explains to him that she's thrown out all of the food that they had. Mm. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not for Bud, anyway. Well, no. And Kelly and... No, not for anybody. Yeah. Although mm. it appears not all of the food is gone, because then, in the next cut, it goes to breakfast the next day. Uh, and they're all sat around the, the table. And Peggy's just sort of nibbling on a carrot and has a glass of mm. water. Uh, Al and the kids, they have, like, <laughs> cereal, uh, of which they pour on a load of sugar yeah uh, the whole box of sugar they're yeah. just eating 
shit covered in sugar. Well, did you notice they have slices of bread and they're pouring sugar (laughs) Sugar on that (laughs) and they're making sugar butties? (laughs) Oh, do you remember sugar butties? I do remember sugar butties. (gasps) God, we used to eat some shit when we were kids, didn't we? We did, yeah. For anybody out there that's probably outside of the UK and doesn't know what a butty is, it's a sandwich. Yes, a sandwich with some butter on and then your mum would literally pour sugar on it and give it to you and you would have a sugar sandwich. Yeah. But that's not the worst thing that we used to eat. We used to eat raw sausages as well. <laughs> we did. I remember taking them to school. Yeah, and raw pieces of bacon. Yeah. Just bacon from the supermarket and your mum would go, do you want a taste? And you go, yeah. And she would give you a slice of raw bacon and we'd eat it. Were we fucking feral? (laughs) Are we cavemen? I mean, remember, this is going back for me and you to the 70s. This is not, you know, like prehistoric days. Can you believe that? We used to eat raw sausage, though. I used to love eating raw sausage. But it's disgusting. I know. It's, it's a health hazard. Of some sort of horrible bacterial infection. <laughs> We're a time bomb just waiting to explode. Oh, my God. And do you remember dripping butties? Did you used to eat those as well? I did. That's like pure fat on, it is, on bread. Dripping, um, if you don't live... Well, even if you do live in the UK, if you're under a certain age, you won't know what that is either. And it is literally beef fat. And I think you can still buy it from butchers now. And it is just literally white fat. And your mum would get a piece of bread and she would slather this this fat that's sort of like butter, but it's pure white, on a piece of bread and you'd eat it. And dear God, it was good. It was good. It was tasty. Oh, it was fat. <laughs> Imagine the outcry now when everything is like cancerogenic. On the news yeah. now, it's just, don't, well, we had bacon, haven't we? Even yeah. eating cooked yeah. bacon was on the UK news not long ago. Yeah. That, it gives you yeah. cancer. And sugar itself and sugar, now, yeah, well, it's sh- like, it's, yeah. they're trying to ban it in this country, aren't they? And the the government are going to tax it. Yeah. Do you remember when it was eggs? <laughs> yeah. I think at some point during our lives, been... everything has been bad for you, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, but raw sausage has got to be like... <laughs> <laughs> The top thing, isn't it? I can't believe that I actually used to eat raw sausage. I did. I remember it's child abuse. I remember taking like raw sausage to school and like snip, <laughs> snipping the end off, and yeah. then and then sucking the meat out of the skin. Yeah. And that's not a euphemism, even though I did go to an all boys grammar school in the seventies. Here, let's eat some raw sausage and then wank each other off, shall we? <laughs> what ho? I know, let's play soggy biscuit. But first, chaps, just let me eat this raw sausage. Raw sausage. <laughs> I have told the story in the past. I can't remember where. I'm not sure if it's like on a podcast or not. But I have yeah. told the story in the past of where uh, taking raw sausage to school in the 70s. And I did at one point. It was in a maths lesson. And I did put these sausage uh I used to sit at the back of the class, surprisingly, uh, and put these raw sausage on the radiator pipes. And then and I'd turn them over. Like, you know, I was like 12 at the time. I wouldn't yeah. know. You, wouldn't, you don't think about these things when you're 12. That eventually, it, on top of the sizzle, because these radio 
radiator pipes were really hot. Yeah. Uh, so you'd hear, oh, tss, tss, you'd also sizzle. You'd get the smell of cooking sausage in the middle yeah. of a maths class. Okay. So at some point, you know, the, the teacher would sort of, you know, lift his nose up and go, I can smell cooking sausage. Um, you it, were a naughty boy in school, weren't you? I wasn't. No, I was a good student. It did. It did end though with me. For some, I can't remember why. All I remember is that I did throw a half-cooked sausage across the classroom, and it hit the the door to the adjoining classroom, <laughs> which had a glass window, and this half-cooked sausage just exploded against the <gasps> glass. You're so naughty. But did did you ever have like diarrhea? Putting a a raw sausage on a radiator so it would have heated it up, therefore multiplying the various bacteria in it, and then you would have eaten it. No, I didn't eat that one, though, because (laughs) that was the one that hit the window. (laughs) So I never ate that. I only ever ate the raw sausage. Oh, the joys of the British education system. Yes. Mm. Welcome to 1970s UK, people. Lovely. Anyway, in anyway, the, in the world of Al. marriage with children, I think we did warn people in episode one that there would be tangents. Mm. Um, so where were we? Yes, yeah, yeah. Peggy's sugar. Eat, yeah, Peggy's eating the carrot. Uh, Al and the kids are eating sugar, sugar, sugar sandwiches. Yeah, that's where it was. Sugar sandwiches. Then we have another cut to the shoe store where Al works, and we see. Well, this is just weird. This we is. we see his work partner, Luke Ventura. Who is adjusting a chair? He's putting. Can you uh, just describe Luke to us? Because it was a long time that we talked about Luke before. So can you just describe Luke? Well, Luke Ventura, in his own head, is um, a a, a sexual beast. Yeah, he's Uh, he's he's basically John Travolta, really, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, in Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. 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 You know, but really, he looks like. Well, I think we said he looks like the guy from On the Buses. If, <laughs> again, if you go to the website and click on episode 23, you'll see a picture of the guy from <laughs> On the Buses that Tina uh, related him to in, mm. in when we talked about the pilot episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Luke's adjusting the chair. He's putting like uh, these pieces of wood, angled pieces of wood under the chair so that the chair tips back slightly. Mm. So if... A lady comes into the shop and has a skirt on. He's going to get a better angle of looking up her skirt. Looking at her what, though? Well, whatever's up her skirt. You know, you'd never... So what, what year was this made? Uh, 87. Did ladies still have enormous bushes in 1980? No, I think we're into the well-trimmed stage by now. So we're, we're not into the landing strip? Mm, probably, yeah. So he would be looking up the lady's skirt and wouldn't be seeing any scary bush popping out. Well, we'd like to think that any ladies coming into the shoe shop would be wearing underwear. Well, you know, but the bush, depending on how bushy the bush is, pokes from either side of the panties. Thank Does God you didn't say the bush is like flows beneath the level of her skirt, because that would be quite scary. <laughs> I actually know someone who has... Um, Diane, bless her. Oh, she has her pubic hair tied in, into... Oh, what? plaited. Plaited. Yeah. yeah. And then tucks it into her socks. Yeah, yeah. It's really, And it's ginger as well. It's not nice. Oh, Luke would have loved that, I'm sure. Probably would have. He's a bit kinky, isn't mm. he? Yeah. So, 
Um, a ginger doesn't come in with plaited pubic hair, unfortunately <laughs> for Luke, but a, a young blonde comes in. A uh, dolly bird. A dolly bird, yeah. Um, with no bra, a tight top, a red tight top, short black. How did you know she hadn't got a bra well, on? Well, this... You, look, you were looking at her tits. No, because this will come out as we carry on with this scene. You dirty bastard. So, after the blonde comes in, Steve comes in, uh, wants a word with Al. He's forgotten the name of the movie that they watched last night, the yeah. the one with the air stewardess. Uh, Al tells him, you know, he's pleased. Um, then, um, the this is where, oh, hold on, Luke, yeah, Luke, then, before the blonde goes out, goes to Steve and Al and says, oh, whatever her name is, he's not wearing the bra. Can you tell? And they all have a good look at this blonde piece, mm. who is clearly wearing no bra. And that's when I noticed she was wearing no bra. It wasn't very clear to me, and I did look, because she, she was quite flat-chested, really. Yeah, she didn't have sort of like huge boobs. Not huge ones. But Steve also says to Al, he gives him a tip, doesn't he, to make the uh, his life less hellish. He does, yeah. He tells, Doesn't he? Yeah, he tells him to try. He says, "Go on the Thinergy for a week with Peg because yeah. Peg's on it." He said, yeah. "She, she, she's going to stick on it. She's not going to give up because it's, there's only her on it." Whereas if Al joins her, do it for a week, and then they can both go together. It's not working. Um, then they can both give it up. Otherwise, yeah. this hell is going to go on forever. Yeah. 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 So then we go. We cut back to the Bundy household. We're two days in. To Thinergy mm. and trying it. Uh, Al and Peg are sat at the dinner table. They're eating again. It's like salad. Uh, kale. Kale. And broccoli. And broccoli. Now, we, we did, actually, uh, how long ago was it when we did that juicing thing? Oh, God. It's and I joined you. Ago. I yeah. joined you because you, you went on this juicing thing mm. and I joined you on it. Uh, and one of the main ingredients was kale. Oh, now, friends, for anybody out there that has never tried kale, it is it's Satan's spawn. It's the it's most vile tasting thing. Well, it's not like sort of because I quite like cabbage, and when you cook cabbage, it goes soft. But when you cook kale, it just stays exactly the same. It's rock hard and stringy, and disgusting. Even but, though it's supposed to be like a superfood, isn't it? That's yeah. full of vitamins. And, but it's horrible, horrible. Ugh, it is horrible. And we had yeah. it all, you know, we had everything juiced. And, it, and if every time you put kale into something, it was just, it, it made but, you, yeah, it did literally make you want to vomit. Mm. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps that's what you've got in your belly button. What, a, a piece of kale from 18 months ago? Could be. Well, I blame you then. <laughs> kale wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for you. Could be some kale. Yeah. Mm. Might have to have a poke around in there later. Yeah. Oh, mm. Don't go anywhere near. Don't go anywhere near. Um, so they, they're very bad-tempered by now. You know, tempers afraid, and they agree that you know the book says you know if if you feel yourselves getting a little bit antsy and you're going to argue with each other, you can stop it by sharing a nice memory together. Mm. So then Al gives this story, this sort of, sort of laments of times gone by, which just leads to silence. <laughs> <They> go, yeah. <laughs> About them being in the moonlight and holding hands. Yeah. It's funny, really, because when I say stuff like that to you, I get the same sort of response. Do you remember that time 
we were in uh, Florence holding hands and we rubbed the boar's nose and then I look at you and you're completely ignoring me because you're playing on your fucking phone. Can I just, again, for the listener's sake, say that rubbing the boar's nose is not a euphemism. That there is a, a, a bronze statue of a boar there that we did literally rub its nose for good luck. Don't lie. We're talking about the <laughs> cock and you know it. Which obviously resembles a boar's nose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you wish. <laughs> so we now cut. Uh, we're in the bedroom. Uh, and both people, you know, Al and Peg are in the bedroom. And Peg tells Al that his voice is irritating. So Al then goes off on this speech and continues talking about his voice that Peg finds irritating. So Peg starts singing, which Al finds irritating. So how how could he do the one-up because Peg's singing to him? Oh, this is so disgustingly horrible. So he sits there. He gets out these nail clippers. He sits right next to her. He sits cross-legged. And he starts Ooh. clipping his toenails Yuck. right in front of you. Oh. And to top it off, he then reaches down to the floor where his toenails have fallen and puts them into her shoe. That's horrible. That's like one of the worst things you could ever do to a lady. <laughs> so, Al there... No, sorry, Peg. I think most women would prefer a man to shit in his hand and smear it on her face. <laughs> <laughs> than put one of his di- oh even the thought of it is just so all I think about is how he'd use <laughs> and his long nails oh yuck oh and the clip can you hear the sound of the no, clipping stop clip, it clip. stop it oh and the ping as no, they I hit the floor it. no no ping no no uh, but Peg sings louder uh, and wins obviously, obviously mm. she's going to win so then Al offers her something that she needs he's like oh I'm going to give you something that you need, something that you want, something that will make you feel better. Mm, she thinks she's going to get a shag at last. She does. He tells her to lie down. He said, I'll be back in a minute. Lie down. Close your eyes. Yeah. He di- he disappears out of the bedroom. She sort of primps the bed and lies down. And again, she's in a lingerie. Uh, and he comes back. He comes into the room. She's lying there with her eyes closed. And he shoves something into her mouth. Oh, yeah, it's big, isn't it? And it filled is. with cream. With cream. It's very long. Oh, covered in chocolate. Yeah, it's it, an eclair. It's a cream eclair. <laughs> <laughs> Most women, given the choice between Al's penis being rammed into their mouth or a rather nice custard-filled or cream-filled chocolate eclair, would, without a doubt, pick the cake. Hmm. Yeah. And he does tell her, you know, he, you know, he says, uh, even if you were beautiful, like that girl on TV, I'd, I'd still ignore you because you're my wife. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you you don't fancy me anymore, is it? You you don't, just don't find me attractive anymore. And then he goes into this little speech where he says, you know, I really love you, Peg, but you're my wife. And that's why I ignore well, you. Well, he, he gives this big speech about his baseball glove. Yeah. I didn't understand this. Yeah. That it, Was that that his I'm, uncle gave him. Seriously, seriously now, I, watching this, I was like, is he using the baseball glove as a metaphor for him having a small penis? Well, I think so, because he goes, he finishes about how I think it's <laughs> Willie May's baseball glove is very small, just like his, which yeah, you could read into it that. You could read yeah, into that, yeah. I don't, oh, I don't, unless he was talking about the size of her 
vagina, perhaps. No, I think it's all about him. So while yeah, he's, well, well, it would be, wouldn't it? Because he's a man, so it would be all about him. Yeah. <laughs> while he's telling her this, uh, Peg is kissing his neck, and he's going, "Oh, that's nice. That's nice." Oh, that's all, yeah. Yeah, and he carries on talking about the baseball glove. See, this is it. You know, once you start, you could, you know, men. I mean, this is what the one. This is why I really, really love Married with Children. It's a fallacy, I think. Men always go on about how women don't want to shag or have, you know, have sex. That it's it's men. They they just want to have a shag all the time, and it's women that have got the headaches, and it's women that don't want to do it. That's a downright lie. It's it's women that want to do it all the time, and it's you lot that were always going. Oh, I'm too tired. I don't got a headache. Oh, I don't want to. We well, see all the men have not been sat on the couch watching Oprah all day. They've they've been at work at the so shoe shop. Get fucking Oprah in this country, <laughs> do we? When was the last? I can't even remember the last time. Jeremy, read Jeremy Kyle then. No. <laughs> no. You, no, I don't yeah. watch Jeremy Kyle. I don't watch. I no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You're just completely wrong, and men don't want to have sex, and women do. Anyway, our Twitter, like I said at the start, <laughs> hashtag sixty mw tmal or team peg. Your views, please. Uh, but the, the episode finishes, and this is quite interesting. It's something that I'm going to come back to at the end of episode three. Is you know he talks about his baseball glove and Peg's kissing his neck, and then the episode finishes where Al reaches over, he he switches out the bedroom light, and they embrace and they kiss, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Now I am going to sort of call back to this at the end of episode three that we're going to talk about right now. Mm. But it's it's kind of weird how the series progresses and you just don't or you very rarely see scenes like this especially an episode finishing like this with them in an embrace and kissing oh really yeah totally yeah everything moves it does a, a full 180 oh yeah well that sounds a bit depressing so let's move on to episode two th- three th- three originally brought Seven. <laughs> now this was as far as production goes this was the third episode made but from what i've read wasn't the third episode screened uh Ooh. this this was originally screened he says can't we know his fingers january february march april may. on the 10th of may 1987 oh. uh called 16 years and what do you get now when we watched this and we saw the title of it you said oh remember the song and we couldn't remember it mm. it was 16 turns and what do you get yeah Another day older and deeper in debt, but I can't remember who sang it. Yes, the song was called Sixteen Tongues. T- yeah. t- tongues? Tons. Ooh, hello. Sixteen. There's a whole story again. Uh, and it was sung by Tennessee Ernie Ford. Oh, I remember my dad singing that, but my dad was a coal miner and they used to sing a lot, so... Oh, did he sing mm. that one then? Oh, okay. Yeah, he did. He really used to, you know, I think it's, you know, that, like that old saying that pe- Welsh people sing all the time, especially if they're minors as well. But my dad always used to sing loads and he, he used to sing that song. Oh, nice. One. That's how I know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this episode, it begins with Al and Peg coming downstairs out of the bedroom and it's their 16th wedding anniversary. Oh, please, before you carry on, can we just talk briefly about Peg's outfit of the day. Oh, yeah, we did want, you know, well, I think this should obviously, I think we've established early on that this is this is your 
definitely got to be your bit for each episode that we cover oh, about Peg's. Peg's, Peg's outfit of the day because I, I obviously don't take no notice whatsoever. Peg looks fantastic at the beginning of this episode because not only is she tottering in high heels, but she has a leopard print caftan on. I do remember it now. Which is absolutely sexy, wexy, isn't it? Don't you think she looked pretty sexy? Yeah, and, you know, you do like your leopard skin as well, don't you? Yeah, well, all fat women have to wear leopard skin. It's the law in Britain. Is that it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's written yeah. down. It's hey, in lady, print. you're fat. Put this leopard skin. <laughs> Put this leopard skin coat on. You hate everything I wear that's leopard. My, I have this most, this amazing fur coat that's, it's a Dennis Basso fur coat. Americans will go, oh, hey, I know Dennis Basso. He makes really nice coats. And I have one. Dave hates it. Dave thinks I look like Bet Lynch in it. Now, everybody in Britain will go, oh, my God, Bet Lynch. You better put a picture of her on the website. Because <laughs> people all around the world will go, who is this Bet Lynch? She used to be the barmaid in the Rover's Return in Coronation Street. And she is the epitome of a, inverted commas, brassy blonde. Yes. <laughs> and she was very well known for wearing fake fur coats. Quite oh. like mine. Basso. Dennis Basso, B-A-S-S-O. He's on QVC. Well, that just reminds me of, of the great Cheshire oh, don't. saying that my, don't. that my granddad Please, used to say. It's enough, it's enough of the sausage. <laughs> no, Not only the sausage, we've gone there now. It's too late. of your belly button and now you're going to talk about bassing off. We're informing people here. Yeah. They don't want to know about gobbing on the street. It's not gobbing. Bass, it's bassing off. It's a, it's disgusting. Bassing off, for anybody that wants to know, is a, a Cheshire in the UK, Cheshire saying uh, that my granddad taught me. It's when you've got a bit of a you've got a bit of a snotty nose and you oh, you, you put sake. a finger to one nostril and you blow out through the other one, clearing your nasal passages. That's called bassing off in Cheshire. That's so, so disgusting. You, I wouldn't have thought of that. Do that. A woman. You would never catch a woman spitting on the street or blowing out the contents of her nose in front of other people. That's so disgusting. Only a man would do that, and you should be ashamed of yourselves. I wouldn't do it at a restaurant table. You know. Yes, you would. <laughs> right into the food. If we were walking. Oh, please! <laughs> if it's soup, you just stir it. You won't That's notice, will you? <laughs> I don't. I need to go and lie down now. That's it now. And have an eclair. Oh, good neat. Oh, God. <laughs> so, where were we? Yes, Al and Peg have come downstairs. It's their 16th wedding anniversary. Um, they sit at the table, fully expecting both Kelly and Bud to have made them breakfast. Which, of course, hasn't happened because mm. Kelly and Bud come downstairs asking for breakfast themselves. Yeah. Selfish little pricks. Yes. So... Peg knows, of course, well, she's got to do breakfast and she gets up. And so Al says, yeah, I'd like bacon and sausage and eggs and bread and fresh juice and all of this. Uh, does he get it? No, of course he doesn't. He gets uh, a box of cereal and, and a jar of tang. Now, we, we did cover, I remember in this in the first episode last year about tang, because I was well aware of it and you weren't. Does it ring any memories to you, that sort of dried powder orange juice that you no, but, added water uh, to? 
Not at all, but I do remember when I moved to Los Angeles 25 years ago, I can't remember what it was called, but it, but it, it was basically Tang. And I can remember the, the woman that I, I moved in with, Valerie, saying, oh, do you want to drink a juice? And I thought, yeah, I mean, juice over here is cordial. So it's liquid and we put a little bit in a glass and top it up with water. But she put this, she put this glass of water in front of me and this jar of like orange powder. Was it, is it Kool-Aid? Was it called Kool-Aid? Oh, I, I can't no remember. Idea. But you just like scoop a spoon of powder into water and stir it up. Oh, it is so disgusting. It's when you, it's got a really bitter yeah, aftertaste. Yeah. It's you, horrible. You get to the bottom of the glass and you've still got sort of bits. Yeah, great. That yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Al and Peggy have a discussion about, you know, what is the 16th wedding anniversary? What do you give as a gift? You know, they go, it's, paper is first and so on. They go through. Uh, and Al says that 16th is brimstone. <laughs> uh, so then they talk to each other and they agree. We're going to have no presents this year. You know, let's not bother buying each other anything. Um, so Kelly comes to Al and says, you've got to buy Peg a present, even though she's said to your face, don't. It it doesn't mean don't. You She'll be disappointed if you don't yeah. buy anything. So Al admits to, to Kelly that it, it's, it's, it's all right. I've already sorted out that I'm going to buy Peg a really expensive watch that she's, you know, she's wanted for a long time. Mm. Um, keep it quiet. Don't let her know. Don't tell her. No, but of course, Bud is stood there listening as well. So immediately, Bud runs to, to Peggy and says, Dad's going to buy you an expensive watch for the anniversary. Yeah, and then Kelly joins in. Yeah, the yeah. one that you've been going on and on about. Yeah. So oh, Peggy's hand is forced now and she goes, oh, you know, what What can I do? Obviously, it's typical of him saying that he's going to buy me nothing and he's going to buy me a really great present and I'll be stood there and have nothing for him. What What can I get him? What, what can I buy Al that he's always wanted? Uh, and this is where Bud chimes in with... <laughs> The blonde down the street. This <laughs> <laughs> is quite funny. So Peg says, well, how do, how do you know, like, you know, he wants her? And he says, well, it's, you know, he, he bites his fist whenever she walks by. What does that even mean, Dave? Why why would you? I mean, I've seen you bite your fist whenever our neighbour Lorraine walks past. Does the, and I thought it was because you were trying to stop the sick from coming out of your mouth. But obviously you bite your fist because you want to have sex with her. No, you were right the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Al says he's going upstairs for a shower uh, and tells Peg not to turn the tap on because, you know, that'll make the shower go cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, obviously, you know, Peg does. Uh, yeah. Steve and Marcy appear at the at the front door. Have they with... got a key? Well, they just keep appearing, don't they? they it's, yeah. I don't think the front door of the Bundys is ever locked because, you know, mm. quite a lot of the time they are let in. Yeah. But, you know, as you will see, people just walk in as well. Mm. Uh, they come with a bottle of fizz, but you know, a bottle of bubbly yeah. for their anniversary. And uh, they tell Peggy that, oh, it's, you know, it's a special bottle. We got yours and Al's name printed on it as well, uh, which Peggy's quite disappointed with because... 
by her own admission, and she tells Stephen Marcy that she cannot give it away as a present to somebody else now because yeah. it's got their names on it. It's great when you have booze at Christmas, isn't it? Because you can stash it, and then somebody will turn up at your house, and you'll be like, "Fuck, I haven't got them a present," and you just go, "Oh, I bought you this bottle of wine." Everybody does that. Mm. And that's go it, and then. admit it, everyone. You've all done it, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Look in the mirror. Be truthful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Al uh, is then uh, going to watch, apparently, midget wrestling on TV. <gasps> My favourite! That's what I thought. <gasps> You'd just oh. be locked down. You'd be oh. a subscriber to If there was midget wrestling subscription channel, you'd be all over it. Oh, if there was anything midgety, I'd just watch it. Oh, and it's not long now till Game of Thrones is back and I'll be able to look at Tyrion once more. I love Peter Dinklage. You do. You'll be sat there biting your fist. Ooh, totally. He's hot. <laughs> he is hot. Oh, I love him. I'd like to... N- never mind. Yeah. So... Well, do you we've... think you really can watch midget wrestling in America? I'm sure if anybody went through your Google search history, uh, midget wrestling never, would be the honestly, top five. Honestly, I have never Googled midget wrestling. Well, there you ever. go. Anybody listening, if you want to inform Tina of any sort of midget wrestling channels, uh, by all means, please do. Do you think they do it like it's men and women or just men I don't wrestling? Know. Or... I've no idea. Mm. Mm, my oh. interest is piqued. I'm sure it is. I'm sure as soon as we finish <laughs> recording this, that'll be the first thing that you do. Oh, I'd like a midget. <laughs> I think that's well established too. <laughs> I would like it. It would be really good though, wouldn't it? I'd be very kind to them. Well, you would. You'd like You'd like. You know, a minimum of two and watch them wrestling in the middle of the room. No, sure. no, no. I'd be like, Midget, make my tea. And then they'd, tr- they'd sort of do that lovely little walk that they do and go and make oh, my God. tea. And then they'd come back with the tea and then I'd say, thank you, Midget. And then I'd say, Midget, kneel down on the floor. And then I'd put my feet on them like a little stool <laughs> while I drank my tea. That would be nice, wouldn't oh. it? be nice for me. And then I'd say, Midget... <laughs> <laughs> Midget, turn my bed down. Do you want me to carry on with this story? No, because I'm sure if, for any reason out there, there is some sort of podcast politically correct award, I don't think we're going to win now anyway. So. No, I, the, I, I'm, I do apologise if I've... Seriously, do apologise if I offended somebody, but I really do love small people. Yeah. I think they are wonderful. Yeah. And you wouldn't really put your feet on them. I would, though. <laughs> and ag- I would say, go and get my tea. <laughs> Once again, moving swiftly on, it cuts to Al in a watch store. He's going to buy. He is going to buy this expensive Aww. watch for Peg. He was, he's, wasn't he? He's saved Aww. up. Um, there's a there's an old guy in there. There's one more customer in there. Uh, Al jumps the queue. <laughs> and said, yeah, I've, I've come to pick up this watch uh, and leave the price tag on it. He wants Peg to see how much is paid. So the guy behind the counter goes, OK, how are you, you going to pay? And Al says, yeah, I'm going to pay by card. Uh, and I look to you on this one because Al says, after he's going to pay by card, he says, uh, and don't get cute with my carbons. I'd forgotten all about this. And I went to yeah. you, I, I said, what does he mean, don't get cute with my carbons? <laughs> yeah. Anybody, again, yeah. of a certain age will remember when you paid by any sort of a debit card, credit card, It'd be put into a physical machine, mm. uh, a sort of rectangular plastic machine, where you'd put it in, carbon paper was put on top of it, and then this sort of swiper was, you'd move it back into with a huge click. <laughs> yeah. I had forgotten all about that. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's going back. Yeah. 
going back, old school. Yeah, yeah. that's proper, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the old guy in there, the first customer, he's buying uh, his a present, the first wedding anniversary present for his wife. Um, so Al tells it, he said, right, I need to give you some advice from a veteran who served 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> because this guy's buying just a, like a cheap-ass picture frame. And yeah. he says, no, you, you've got to buy this. So the the shop owner comes in and informs Al that his credit card has been rejected. <gasps> he can't buy the watch. Oh, my God. Immediately, the other customer, the old guy, jumps in and says, yep, yeah, I'm going to buy it then, thanks to Al's advice that he's given him, you know? Bastard. Yeah. So what can Al buy? You know, he's got to get any money. He has to buy the picture frame that the old guy was going to buy. <gasps> oh. Oh. <sighs> So now, who, who the fuck wants a picture frame? Who does want that? Yeah, I mean, what do you do with a picture frame? You put a picture in it. Yeah, a picture of what? Well, whatever. Nice Your and... belly button. <laughs> a scratch and sniff picture of my oh, belly button. Oh, that's <laughs> So we, we now were back at the Bundy household uh, and we're in the kitchen and Peggy has hired a chef for the evening to cook up this elaborate meal. Uh, there's a violinist there. Uh, Peg's all dressed up in this lovely new dress. Did you like that dress? Yeah, it's a nice dress. It was disgusting, that dress was. Why was it disgusting? It was just really horrible. And sort of like foil. It wasn't. It was silky. It Was it? Yeah. I thought it was like sort of shiny metallic foil. You, you make a sound up like someone she's dressed up. She in, looked like, like a whore. <laughs> she didn't. She looked like a prostitute. Trust me, as later episodes come in, she looks a lot more like a prostitute. Oh, that's so. So this is quite good. classy. Oh, you okay. Know, considering you know, you know, one of the things you're going to talk about is you know Peg's outfit well, of the day. Well, I normally like what, but so far I've I've been very appreciative of what Peg has on, but this particular outfit didn't do it for me at uh. all. Well, keep that in mind as we go to later episodes, and you can compare them with our outfit of the day. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kelly and Bud are there, Stephen and Marcy are there. Stephen and Marcy are looking through uh, Peg and Al's wedding photo mm. album, uh, which consists of Polaroids. <laughs> Again, if anybody remembers Polaroids. <laughs> oh, my, that was pretty funny, because it just goes to show how cheap their wedding was, because everybody, I'm sure... You know, in other countries as well, you pay for like really elaborate wedding photos, and but Polaroids just like <laughs> porn photos, really, aren't they? Is uh, that why? What did you have a Polaroid camera and take pictures no. of your penis with it? No, it's obviously just you then. Well, I haven't got a penis, have I? So, <laughs> well, not necessarily penis, maybe other people's penises. Have you seen online those wedding photos from Russia? I've seen online wedding photographs from like the 80s, which are... No, no, these are modern photos, from, recent photos, and they're all from Russia, where they, they manipulate the photograph. And there's a website that I, I can't remember what it's called, but if you just Google Russian wedding photos or bizarre Russian wedding photos, oh my God, are you in for a treat? Oh, okay then. I might have to have a look. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really weird. Like, um, like the woman will be standing in her wedding dress with her hand out, and they'll 
they'll take a picture of the groom and put him in her hand. But she'll ah, be flicking him. I have off seen her it. Hands. Now you've said that, I have seen it, yeah. Or them sitting on a unicorn. Oh, yeah, we're back to unicorns. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I wondered when it would come back round to unicorns. Never an episode goes by, people, where Tina doesn't bring up unicorns. Blame Doug Cockle and The Witcher 3. Yeah. Yeah. So, Al comes home. Bud immediately squeals on Kelly, giving the game away about the watch, and that Peg knows that, you know, she's expecting a watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he comes in, doesn't he? And, he? and they're like, you know, have you got mum that present? And he's like, oh, oh shit. No. So it's present giving time, uh, and Kelly's got a present for mum and dad, and she gives them a picture frame. <laughs> the <laughs> picture frame. The picture frame, which, you know, Al's, oh, that's it now. Al's done for. Uh, Bud gives a present of a diary. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly's diary. Kelly's diary. <laughs> of which she does get back before they read it, although Peg admits that it was a nice thought of yeah. giving them that. Yeah. Um, even though Steve and Marcy previously give them a present of that bottle of fizz with their names on it, they've got another present for them. Uh, and it's a book called My Partner, My Wife, My Life. Oh. Of which Al, Al says... My God, when he gets it. Yeah. Um, it's Peg's turn. She gives Al a, a huge box full of the power tools that he wanted. He's wanted for ages. Then it doesn't end there. The, you know, the the pressure keeps on coming to, to Al as there's a knock on the door. And it's Luke Ventura has arrived with a present, which by his own admission he needs to give because, you know, Peg hates him. Mm. Uh, and it's like a basket of fruit and food and so on. Well, I, f- I think it was a basket of condoms. <laughs> Do you think so? Well, yeah. that, that wouldn't you surprise can't me. You that it's fruit. Well, yeah, well, you might be right because Luke comes in and immediately sort of makes a slight play for Marcy because mm. he, he mistakes her for Kelly <laughs> and says, oh, your daughter's really blossomed since the last time I saw her. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Al then is, is in panic mode right now. What could, he, what could he do? Oh, the very poor Al. He goes out. He said, oh, the present's in the car. The present's in the car. Uh, so he goes out. You hear the sound of the car starting. He comes I back in. I thought he was going to run away. Uh, yeah. He's just, you hear a squeal of tires as he disappears. Yeah. And doesn't come back. And that's the yeah. end. <laughs> he does. He comes in with not one, but two presents for Peg. He comes in with a can of motor oil Aww. and a road flare. Oh, the lube and the dildo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I will. I'm not going to go down the tangent of a can of motor oil as a dildo. No, the the flare was the dildo. Oh. The oil was the lube. Oh, okay, that makes it probably more comfortable, but still quite disturbing. Yeah. Especially yeah. if the flare's lit. As disturbing as bassing off. <laughs> That's a natural thing. As disturbing as a stinky belly button hole. You brought that with up. Green not me. stuff in it. We've never even touched on green stuff. Yeah, the kale. You've got kale in your bed. Oh, okay. If it's kale. Yeah, fair enough. That's mm. great. Uh, Al, now, he has to own up. He admits that, you know, he he did have every intention of buying the watch and the credit card was maxed out and he couldn't buy it. Peg's not happy. You know, she you know she spent all this money and got it all arranged. And it's a special mm. 16th anniversary and she's really pissed off with him. So everybody sits around the table and they've got the food that the chef has prepared and his caviar and everything there. Um... And then it comes out that, well, Al goes, well, how did you pay for the food? How did you pay for the chef and the violinist that was there? 
How did you pay for the power tools? Uh, oh, it comes out that Peg used his credit card to buy everything, as did Kelly, even to oh. buy the picture frame, because yeah. she said she's not going to use her money. Her allowance. So then Al comes out with a speech, well, you know, don't call me Mr. Tight Arse, because it looks like I paid for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets pissed off, and he retires to the garage. Oh. Oh. So Marcy explains to Peg that, you know, that Peg's wrong. Peg agrees that she's mm-hmm. wrong. Um, again, quite a rarity, really. Um, but then explains to Marcy that she doesn't have to apologise to Al. She won't have to say she's sorry. Because in the 16 years together, they've got to the stage where she she goes to say the S word and then Al cuts her off because, you know, it's they don't need to go that far now. Mm. You know, they're, they're used to it. S word. Yeah, the sorry word. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Not sex then. Yeah, not sex or shit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So Al's, wor- <laughs> Al's working on his car in the garage and, Al, uh, and Peg comes in and, and she starts apologising. And she gets a little bit scared because Al's he, he's waiting for her to say the S word. And she's so used to never having to say it. And and she looks at him and says, you're going to make me say it, aren't you? You're going to make me say it. And he says, yeah. He said, I I did nothing wrong this time. It's all on you. I did nothing wrong. So, yeah, I'm going to make you say sorry. Uh, Even though he doesn't say the word sorry. You know, it's implied. Uh, And then she comes out with a speech about their time together and how over the 16 years, you know, and, and what it means to be together. And everything sort of clicks with him. And she's just about to say the S word and he stops her. She still doesn't. She still doesn't yeah. have to say it. So as a present, he's gone. Look, you know, I need to get. And one thing we did miss actually is earlier in this episode, it's established that she does want a, a car radio fitted mm. into, into into a car. That's what he's been doing in the garage. He's fit. In oh. fact, he's taken the the car radio out of his car into hers so she can have it and listen to it. Whenever oh, wow. she's whenever she's in the in the car, he also uh, took out her aircon as well, so she'll probably boil to death. Yeah, that's you know that's the price you got to pay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so he then said, you know, they're a little bit romantic. Now he said, you know, how about we, you know, we we stay in here and listen to some old tunes like we used to, and they turn on the radio, uh, and War by Edwin Starr kicks up, and they look at each other and go, our song, <laughs> uh, and this is what I said at the end of episode two. You know, we go to the end of episode three. Once again, it ends with them in an embrace. Having a cuddle. Well, yeah. they dance seem to it, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. really happy together. So, you know, that's, again, yeah. another episode on the trot where it ends all very nicely for them. <gasps> Do you mean as it goes on, they, they, like, don't hug each other and they don't love each other? Oh, the sharp knives and axes and everything upcoming. You, you've got no really? idea no idea what's going to happen in future Invisceration? Oh, the intestines <gasps> splattered, you know. Oh, I can't. I don't want to give the game away. Anal prodding? <laughs> Well, is that something you'd like to see? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. The, it was the magic talk. Yeah, that got, that got you onto that. Are there any bear attacks in it? I can't say. <sighs> what about wild coyotes? Maybe. You know. What about what it, about? It could be some friends of Buck, some feral friends of Buck coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Get introduced again. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it for you. <laughs> It's well, up... I, th- I think watching it, watching both of them, I mean, the both of them made me laugh a lot. But uh, the end of the this part two was like a bit confusing because I didn't really get the the you know going on about his his the baseball um, speech. baseball mitt 
being little and that, you know. But the end of this one I thought was really touching. Hmm. The end of number three. I thought, good. you know, when they're having a dance in the garage, I re I thought it was, like, oh, yeah. oh they, they do are. love each other. Well, they do. I think this is something as, as we go through the series as well. It's even though... You know, the, the main sort of thrust and narrative of the series is them grinding against each other. There Ooh, is, yeah. They were. There is that sort of relationship there, and there are scenes littered throughout all the series of where, the, you know, you do mm. see that they really do love each other deep down. Yeah. 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 Um, but again. They like me and you then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me any fucking kale again, all right? That's all. We'll give you fucking kale. <laughs> I'm going to put kale in everything from now on. Great. Yeah, and you better fucking eat it and not complain. <laughs> because if you complain, I'll poison your ass. Oh, well, that's all right. Well, we need to finish this now because I need to go downstairs and watch sports with my hands down my pants. <sighs> You're not joking either. As we're, <laughs> as we're actually talking now, it's it's nearly 7pm at night and Dave will be going, got to finish, got to finish because it's, it's, it's only a couple of weeks to the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's the championship games tonight as we record. Championship. Yeah, there you go. I've got to sit there in the middle of frosty Wales watching all those adverts about amazing American burgers <laughs> and, and, and people going on about erectile dysfunction. dysfunction yeah. And if you have an erection that lasts for more than four hours, please seek medical attention. Oh, do you remember when you used to have erections that lasted for four hours? Four hours. Then, then, then I had to run to the local doctors and go in. To the local doctors and say, please, give me please. a hammer and some ice. I've had this for more than four hours. Do you, do you know anybody who's ever taken Viagra? I don't know. I do. My friend's son took two as a joke because he didn't think that they would work because he's, he's sort of 25. And he had an erection for 24 hours and he was too embarrassed to go and see a doctor. Wow. Yeah. And I said, did he? Did he? And his mum said, well... Because they're very close. <laughs> and apparently, no, it was too sore. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, no, no I, d I d no, I cannot imagine it. I don't want to imagine your friend's son with a 24-hour erection. You know, I'm mm. sorry. I don't want to imagine that. I'll yeah. imagine it then. Okay, I'll leave that one with you. Okay. And on that note... <laughs> yeah. Thank Can you, you sing the sing the theme tune? Well, no, we don't no. need to do the theme tune yet. We need to remind everybody that we will be back. We're going to do two episodes at a time from now on. So obviously the next time, and it will not be next year. We're not going to do like an episode a year <laughs> from now on. I know when we we can record the next one. When instead of you watching the Super Bowl, we could record this. Well, Coldplay are playing, and you hate them, so we could do it then. What, during half-time? Yeah, half-time. No, you know, it's it's got to be, like, you know, hot wings and beer at half-time. <laughs> you will be in hot wings. They give you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be. You'll be on kale and oh, tang. Yes. Oh, what a Super Bowl that's going to be. It will be. Fantastic. <laughs> right. Anyway, we will be back before too long, uh, two episodes at a time. 
Uh, as always, we do have a website, which uh, a, an episode myself and Tina talking to Kate Dickey went online today at time of recording, uh, and a written episode that Tina did of The Revenant. So there's lots of uh, written reviews of video games and movies and so on. We've got all the different uh, podcast episodes that we do. Uh, you can get in touch with us on there if you go to 60minuteswith.co.uk. There's a contact us form if you want to send us a message. Or you can uh, contact us direct. Email is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 60minuteswith. We're on Twitter and Instagram, 60minuteswith. And once again, that's the numerical 60, not the alphabetical. Uh, if for some reason you want to hear about midgets and hear stories <laughs> about her, her friend's son's uh, erections, uh, you can follow Tina on Twitter at Spanky Spangler. Ah, but you have to spell Spanky. S-P-A-N-K-E-E. S-P-A-N-G-L-E-R. Because somebody found me the other day and was quite cross because they'd been looking for Spanky with a Y. Ah, double E, another Y. And I'm a double E. Okay, then. Right, and with that, you have been warned about the content of that Twitter account. So yeah, it's filth. Yeah, yeah. don't don't be complaining if you do follow her. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, until next time, we will we will be back with more married with children before too long. <laughs> but until then, Super Bowl night. Yes. Do, 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 do. Love and marriage. Look, I'm singing the outro I know. now. Yeah, but I, I'm still in the real world where that's not going to happen on Super Bowl night. <laughs> So, thank you, whoever you are, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. We'll may be... your God go with you. Yes. Oh, don't you miss his shows. Whoever gets that oh. reference, thank you. Oh, we love you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, if you get that reference, you win a prize. You do, yeah, because mm. he's comedy genius. Yeah. But, yeah, until then, um, goodbye. And fare thee well. Um.